Hello everyone and welcome to our 15th reading of the Digimon Adventure novelization. And as always, thanks to Onkei for providing the translations for these novels as they were only released in Japanese. So today we'll be continuing on with book 2, chapter 4, with the third part of chapter 4. So let's get into it. Part 3. Pico Devimon's trap. On top of a rock, deep within some bushes, sprouted a single buttercup, whose petals took on the silhouette of a bat with its wings spread open. It was a wire telegraph that connected him directly to the castle. Em, this is Pico Devimon reporting. Scouting for recruits is taking some time for now, sir. Em, I do have in mind some who will add greatly to our fighting potential, but they're not agreeing to join that easily. If they continue to be difficult, I will give up and look for others. Over and out. Without giving the other person a chance to speak, Pico Devimon hurriedly disconnected the line. Lord Vamdemon rarely talked, but when Lord Vamdemon talked, there was trouble. Still, he'd reported scouting activity when he hadn't done any of it in the slightest. If he was unable to gather any recruits, what would he do? Tailmon would get the lead on him again. That damn rat Digimon who only looks like a cat, Pico Devimon spat, flinging a stream of curses. I'll recruit some volunteer scouts when I'm back at the castle, he decided. He doubted he would find anyone impressive, but as long as he had the numbers it should be fine. What was more important at the moment was the children. That damn human girl called Sora had stolen the crests that were kept stored inside the castle. The crest of love, the crest of purity, and the crest of friendship. Among the five in total, she'd managed to steal three. If Lord Vandemon ever learned of this, he was dead. In that case, he decided, he would lay traps for the children so that their crests would never activate. They would be ingenious traps that made the resonant power of the crests weaken. Pico Devimon was aware of his own lack in strength and thought that going head-to-head -head with the children's Digimon partner was not a good idea. In fact, he had challenged Sora's Digimon partner in order to take back the crests and was easily beaten. On the other hand, he had great confidence in his cunning and ability to think up evil schemes. At the moment, Pico Devimon's plan was going perfectly. The one bearing the crest of love was doubting her own love and wandering alone while the children bearing the crest of friendship was losing his sense of friendship. The child bearing the crest of purity didn't even need Pico Devimon's help to sink into selfishness and malice. And that wasn't all. Among the remaining two whose crests hadn't been found yet, the child with the crest of knowledge had gotten rid of knowledge of his own accord, while the child Takeru, destined for the crest of hope, was losing his hope thanks to Pico Devimon's eloquent words. Pico Devimon knew that it was Takeru and his Digimon who had beaten Devimon. This was only Pico Devimon's personal opinion, but hope was the most dangerous of all. It had the strange power of turning the tables on you and gaining victory at the very last moment. And that was how Devimon had been beaten. That was why he had to make Takeru lose hope completely. And Pico Devimon had the perfect plan. He was going to make Takeru eat the mushrooms of forgetfulness. As their name implied, once someone ate these mushrooms, all of their memories would be wiped blank. 
If Takeru ate that, Tokemon would be completely erased from his memory. The basket next to Pico Devimon was filled to the top with mushrooms of forgetfulness, which had, he had just picked earlier. Grabbing the basket handles with both feet, Pico Devimon flew out of the bushes. The amusement park must have been full of vivid colours long ago. But as if those colours had been eroded by the monotonous forest green that surrounded it, bits of paint had come off from here and there, while other parts of it were rusted due to the dampness of the lake. As Pico Devimon flew, the evil little demon grin vanished off his face to be replaced by the carefully constructed smile of a lovable pet. One that was appropriate of Takeru's partner. He loved lying so it wasn't that hard to do. With this fake smile, he was going to strip Takeru of every drop of hope that he possessed. He spotted Takeru at the merry-go-round. He was about to call out the boy's name when he stopped, seeing that Takeru was not alone. Next to him was another boy and a baby-level Digimon, who must be his partner. And there also, he spotted Tokomon, who he thought he'd chased out. Who was that boy? He'd never seen him before but there was no mistaking that it was a human boy. Could the boy be with the Crest of Courage, who'd been sucked into the black hole with Edamon? Maybe he returned. Picodevimon was about to turn back and find a place where he could be alone and reorganise his thoughts, but unfortunately, Tokemon saw him. His eyes firmly on Picodevimon. Tokemon said something to the boy who wasn't Takeru. Leaving at this point would be a bad idea. Carefully putting on a friendly face so that they wouldn't see his agitation, he descended towards Takeru. Hey, Tokemon is back. Oh, that gee, that's great. I was getting worried about you, he said easily, when such a thought had never occurred to him once. Picodevimon relaxed. His lies were still in perfect form, as they ever were today. Are you Picodevimon? Seeing the goggles wrapped around the head of the boy who asked the question, Picodevimon confirmed that his reasoning earlier had been correct. He wanted to ask the boy how he'd returned from the black hole, but doing so would only put him at risk of probing questions on how he knew. At this point, Picodevimon had made up his mind to make all of them eat the mushrooms of forgetfulness, so he felt a tiny bit regretful that he wouldn't be able to hear the tale. Yeah, that's right, you must be Takeru's friend. Taichi, and I'm Koromon, said the Koromon at Taichi's feet. Well, welcome. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Oh, by the way, I was just getting ready to cook up a meal. Would you all like to join us? Food? Taichi unconsciously brought a hand to his stomach. Now that you mention it, we are hungry. Sure, we'll have some. Pico Devimon smiled gleefully within. Then, please take these. He placed the basket stuffed with the mushrooms of forgetfulness on the ground. Are these edible? Taichi asked. Why, yes, of course. They don't appear that good by appearance, but don't let that fool you. They melt in your mouth and are as fluffy as a cake. Taichi and Takeru both swallowed noticeably. But still, eating them raw, do you have something we can roast them on? Well, let me just bring you a charcoal stove. Saying this, Pico Devimon flew to the ruins of the Odin vendor stand underneath the Ferris wheel. When he returned with the charcoal stove... A small handful of charcoal, a fan to keep the flames alive, and bamboo skewers, Koromon was nowhere to be seen. Oh, where did Koromon-san go? To the bathroom, Taichi answered. I see. Well, let's get cooking in the meantime. 
As Tai Chi gently wafted the live pieces of charcoal with the fan, the sweet smell of the mushrooms enticed Takeru's already growling stomach even further, making Takeru's eyes gleam. Tokemon, standing directly opposite of him, kept peeking at Takeru's face from time to time, but Takeru stubbornly refused to look at him in that direction. He was ignoring Tokemon. Which means they haven't made peace with each other yet, Pikumon thought with a sigh of relief. All right, they're done, Taichi said, spearing one of the mushrooms of forgetfulness with a skewer and handing it to Takeru. Yay! Takeru said happily, getting ready to take a big bite. Just then, his eyes met Tokemon's. Tokemon looked as if he wanted to say something, but Takeru ignored him and said, Well, time to eat! He put the mushroom of forgetfulness into his mouth. Yes! Pico Devimon was convinced that his plan had worked, when right after that, at, 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 Takeru pulled the mushroom out of his mouth, holding out his tongue with a grimace. Well, that's what you get for biting into it without cooling it first, Taichi said, laughing at Takeru's eagerness. He blew on a different mushroom and gave it to Takeru. I'm sorry, Takeru said, and popped the second mushroom into his mouth. Just then, don't eat those mushrooms! Koromon was jumping towards them, looking frantic. Relax, I made sure to keep your share, Koromon, Taichi said with a wry grin, but Koromon continued screaming. No, no, no! Those po mushrooms are poisonous! What? Taichi lunged at Takeru and forcefully pulled his mouth apart, making him spit out a mas masticated lump of mushrooms that he had just been ready to swallow. Hey, you! What are you trying to pull? Taichi demanded, rounding on Pico Devimon. I I'm not trying to pull anything. Do you have proof that they're poisonous? Proof? If it's proof you want, Taichi skewered one of the cooked mushrooms and poked the end of it in front of Pico Devimon's nose. You eat it. Eh. Pico Devimon took a step back. Seeing that, Taichi grinned in triumph. If you won't eat it, what more proof do we need? Damn it! Pico Devimon's defeat was more than mortifying to him. He had such confidence in his ability to lie, but those lies were seen right through. Then, then, Takeru said, looking aghast, all this time, all of it, were all lies? If it's come to this, then I've just about had it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They were all lies. You're a moron for falling for them so easy. Tears fell like drops from Takeru's eyes. Turning to cut Tokemon next to him, he cried as he apologised. I'm, I'm so sorry, Tokemon. Tokemon smiled. It's okay, Takeru, as long as everything's all cleared up now. Seeing them, Taichi said, here, and took out Takeru's digivice from his pocket, handing it to the boy. Don't throw it away again. <laughs> okay, Takeru said, nodding as he heaved with sobs. Tch, what a damn annoying bunch of brats. Seeing Takeru and Tokemon cling to each other as they cried made Pico Devimon feel like vomiting. But at the same time, he was only up against two baby levels. Anticipating that there was no way he could lose this one, he attacked. Pico darts! Look out, Takeru! Tokemon jumped in front of Takeru, covering him. Pico Devimon's syringes didn't pierce him, but they scratched Tokemon's skin, leaving red cuts. Tokemon! Takeru screamed. The gauge of the digivice in Takeru's hand shut up. Tokemon evolve! Panamon! It was the first time he'd evolved into his child self, after his deadlock against Devimon and Fire Island. Air shot! A ball of air shot out like a bullet from Panamon's mouth, hitting Pico Devimon full in the face. What? A continuous chain of air shots followed, so much that Pico Devimon immediately chose to flee. He couldn't even leave behind any parting threats. 
How did that damn Coromon know about the mushrooms of forgetfulness anyway? All right, and that was part three of chapter four of book two, and I really hope you enjoyed it. So I guess we're just not getting any home away from home at all. I guess we're just skipping straight into this part. It's interesting that Coromon is Coromon and not Agumon. And it's also kind of interesting that there's no remnant Gazimon from Edamon's lackeys. So that's interesting. We're not seeing the Gazimon ever again, which is kind of sad because I do like the Gazimon. And in the original anime, this is sort of where we find out the Gazimon went. They ate the mushrooms of forgetfulness and forgot who they were. So that was sort of like the end of their chapter. And that's something I liked in the anime, that it sort of addressed where all these Gazimon went when Edamon disappeared. And now we, I guess they just left. So that's kind of sad. I like I like the Gazimon anyway. And it's kind of interesting that we know that the crests were in the possession of Amdemon. And we know that Picodemimon is trying to split up the group and isn't with Mimi and that's more or less the same with the as the anime but I want to know how like well how Vandermont had the crests and how they'll get the back but I'm sure that'll be explained but it's a bit of a an interesting diversion from the original story so thanks for listening and again a wonderful wonderful huge thanks to Onke for providing the English translations and of course they're all linked in the description. The link dump is of course linked in the description along with our Redbubble where you can get more than just shirts there too. You can contact us and stay updated. You can email us at lostintranslationmon at gmail.com or you can comment on this episode or message us on our website which is lostintranslationmon.com. You can also go here to check out our blog post, our release schedule and vote in any polls that we have. You can also follow us on social media. We're at Translational on Twitter, and you can find us on Lost in Translational on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And of course, we have a discussion thread on With the Will, and a red thread on Digimon subreddit. And we are also found on, I would say, the majority, if not all, of the podcast listening services that are around. So if you could leave a rating there, we'd really appreciate it. And you can also donate to our Patreon, which is linked in the description, from as little as a dollar a month. And that gets you access to a listen Discord server, but there are higher levels with more rewards, such as notes, early episodes, and more. And thank you to our current supporters on Patreon, Joe, Anime Guy, who is Anime Guy, Kurosaki, then the number one on YouTube, Stephen Reeves, who is Wildbeast64 on Archive of Our Own, Kaidawashi, Chisai, who you can follow on Tumblr at Chisai236, Kyle, Tom, Lizmet, who is Alekmon on Tumblr, Nicholas, Metal Mamimon, Sam, Spiral, Keith from a computer podcast on the internet, and Magnus. And you can also make one of donation on your PayPal, which we found in the description. It's paypal.me slash edgemon. And I also have a coffee account, which is ko-fi.com slash And yes, thanks for listening. And of course, as always, thanks to Onkay for providing the translation. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye!